Andrew, we've got a great association with the Brisbane Lions and the Breakfast Show. Uh, Danny Daly has started all that and they've been very, very kind to give us so many of these young players. They've come through and we've got to, to know a little bit mm. about them. And we've got this preliminary final Friday night at the MCG. So many Lions fans are looking forward to this taking on Geelong. But it's off-field success that they've had as well, Andrew. That go-home factor from seasons ago is past. Players want to come to Brisbane, and when they get here, they want to stay. As far as the fans are concerned, four sellouts at the Gabba this year. We talked about 2017, where they had 22,000 members, mm. and last month they announced they've gone past 43,500. So the game is now thriving here in Queensland. The Brisbane Lions are doing a great job, and one of the reasons they're doing that is their CEO, Greg Swan, and Greg's been kind enough to join us this morning. Morning, Greg. How are you going? Yeah, well, thanks, boys. How are you? Very well, thank you. Besides that's the a nice pump up. Well, but, <laughs> but, but it is a, that's where you, that's how you're tracking, isn't it? Oh, look, we have we've we've um, yeah, the, you, you're right. The club itself's um, really stable. Uh, we've got great people. I mean, you, I know Danny's one of your regulars, but you know he's done a great job as the footy manager and Faze as the coach. And yeah, so we've got a good stable group of people, and yeah, we've become. Um, I won't, we won't claim that we're a destination club, but we certainly can attract people and, uh, and we're keeping them, as, we, as you said. So that's been, it's been great for us. And, Greg, um, uh, just to go back a bit, I mean, uh, Gil McLaughlin is finishing up as CEO of the AFL this year, but one of his first uh, things he did when he was appointed in 2014 was to give you a call. You were finishing up as CEO of one of the Blue Bloods down in Melbourne, Carlton, and asked you to come up and do the Brisbane job. And Brisbane at that time weren't travelling too well. I think, you know, 13th, 15th, 15th, 13th, uh, not many members and uh, financially in a bit of strife. What was your immediate reaction to his call and suggestion. Yeah, I, I um, I took a little bit of time to get on board, and um, <laughs> but I, I was, um, I was, uh, yeah, I, I'd been between jobs. I'd finished up at Carlton, and so I was just sort of looking around, and then yeah, he, he took over and had a chat and said, look, well, you know, it'd be good if you went up there, and 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 funnily enough, I hadn't really been to Brisbane much. We just sort of played you know, come in, play and go home again. So I didn't know much about the city, but, um, yeah, loved, loved my time. So, so pleased that um, we came up. Yeah, it's, it's a while ago now, but, yeah, we it took a little bit of time to turn it around. But, um, yeah, as I said, we got the right people in the right slots and, and then, then it's, um, yeah, the last, you know, four or five years have been uh, really enjoyable and, and hopefully we're still going uh, this time next week. So mm. that, that's the big, uh, the big challenge for us this week. Greg, I was telling Andrew and the listeners a story earlier. Um, our producer and myself, James Clark, we were lucky enough to have a, a sit-down chat with you at the launch of the AFLW competition a couple of seasons back. And one thing that surprised me, you were telling us about some of the things you do about welcoming new recruits to Brisbane and your wife. You, you and your wife actually take some of these first-year uh, recruits in and they live with you for a time. Yeah, we've had... Um, yeah, we, we have. We've had a few... Um, COVID sort of slowed us up a bit, but certainly, uh, you know, we had Reese Matheson here, Cam Rain has lived with us. Um, who else is here? Tommy Fullerton had a little stint. Um, yeah, so we've always sort of done that. We've, um, yeah, I think over the journey, we've probably had, uh, you know, over 20 players have sort of come through. It's, it's just easier for them when they first get here. It's, 
Uh, it's pretty daunting when you get to a footy club. The training's really hard. They pretty much just eat, sleep, repeat, train, you know, and then um, so it's just easy for them to come somewhere where, you know, they get looked after and, and then, then they go out and, you know, get to know the boys and move out move out together with those guys. But, yeah, initially we've had quite a few of the uh, players come through and, uh, yeah, we get them around for dinner and things like that. But that's... We're all from somewhere else mostly here. I mean, we do have, luckily, we've got some locals that we've got through the uh, through our academy and things. But in the majority of cases, you know, the players we get are from somewhere else. So we, we try and, um, you know, the club itself is the family. So, yeah, we, that's just part of that. Mm. Well, you talk about the club being the family, but uh, when you first came up, I think you, your wife might have stayed down in Melbourne for a while. So you're six months here by yourself, which would have been uh, fairly daunting taking on a new job. Um, what do you, I mean, as I said, you, the playing uh, staff was sort of uh, a little skinny. Uh, money wasn't uh, sort of flowing through the door and membership was down. What do you have to get right first to build a club? Um, yeah, look, that's a good question. Look, most things come off the of, off a successful footy team. You know, like you, if you have a, a good footy team, you know, the crowds come back, the membership goes up, the sponsors want to get involved. So that that's really the key um, to get that right. And, you know, and, and AFL's a pretty tough business with the draft and things. I mean, I think once, you know, once you are down near the bottom, it does take time. You know, you get you draft some good players, but they're only they're only young, and then they take time to come through. But what we've been good at is then bringing in uh, some ready-made players to complement the good good young blokes that we got. Like you know, over that period, I think it started with Hodgie and Charlie Cameron came one year, and then the next year it was Link McCarthy, Marcus Adams, and Lockie Neal. And you know, we add them into the kids that we drafted, like the Jared Berry, Hugh McCluggage, um, Stasevich, Bailey, Rayner, all those early draft picks we had. So then you start to blend that, but it does take some time. And then off the back of that, the success helps you uh, build your footy club. So, yeah, that's been that's been sort of the, the way that it's happened for us. And um, and I think, I think the other thing that helped was when the COVID happened and all the footy was up in Brisbane, um, you know, there was a lot, a lot of people maybe for the first time who, um, you know, either watched it or went to it or even went to the grand final and things like that that wouldn't have previously been involved in AFL. And um, so we were able to piggyback off that as well. So certainly corporately there were some, um, you know, we had some big jumps post that uh, that year of all the AFL being up here. So, yeah, it was... Uh, so there's been a bit of a perfect storm in that way. But, yeah, it's been... Um, I think the success of the team's been the main driver. Mm. Greg, uh, you've made the the Lions relevant all round Brisbane, and they've been playing finals footy now for you know, four four seasons in a row. But do they need to win a flag to say it's been a huge? It, it's been something that you can tick off. I should say. Do you have to tick off your job if they win the flag? Is that the ultimate? Oh, always you chase for that. I mean, that's you start every year trying to win a flag. Um, I mean, I think people realise they're hard to win mm. <laughs> in any sport, really. Um, so look, yeah, I think I think the key though is is you just keep presenting and you keep being up there and give yourself a chance. So I mean, you know, we, we played Geelong this week, who have played in, I think it's something like eight of the last eleven preliminary finals. I mean, it's phenomenal, really, that you you can be up there for so long. And um, but they, you know, they won the flag only once in that period, so they're hard to win. But if you do keep keep presenting there and um, 
uh, you know, give yourself a chance, and yeah, you win, and and ultimately that's always what we what we strive for. But um, you know, and then yeah, you, you certainly do give yourself a big tick if you can win one. But yeah, well look, we're still we're down to the last four. Um, our form's really good, and uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how we go on Friday night. I suppose uh, you'd want both in a perfect world, but if you had to choose between uh, winning a flag and then dropping off the radar for a while, or Staying in the top four like Geelong have, or in the top six like Geelong have for a number of years, which one would you go for? Do you think? Oh, I think you take the flag. <laughs> <laughs> I think you take the flag. I mean, it's just, yeah, that's that's the ultimate. You, you take the flag, and look, if it meant that you dropped off for a little bit, um, I think people, you know, you can bask in their glory for, for a little bit long. You know, you get a bit of a free pass for the next three or four years if you want a flag, but. Um, yeah, actually, I'd like to do both now. Yeah, <laughs> I bet you would. <laughs> well, Greg, uh, would winning a flag, do you reckon you could go past 50,000 members if you did that? Yeah, I think we would, absolutely. And, um, yep, I think we would. And, I, you know, there's um, there were some good signs, as you touched on in the intro, like those sellouts that we had late in the piece. Um, you know, that that was also like just... And, and the Gabba's a fantastic place to play football. I mean, the atmosphere there is enormous. When when the when the place is full and it's rocking, it's um, like that Richmond game uh, late in the piece when we hit the front and you know then the siren went. It was it was really like it felt like there was a hundred thousand people there. It was the the atmosphere and the noise was enormous. And all the all the players talked about that as well. How um, how that gave them a lift in the dying you know the dying minutes. And so once that happens, if people experience that. You'd like to think they'll get on board again even more so next year if they're not already members. And, yeah, so we, we'd certainly be aiming for 50,000 plus next year. And uh, in terms of the present, the game against uh, Geelong coming up, um, <laughs> what are you feeling? <laughs> oh, look, as I said, they're, they're good. I mean, they finished two games clear on top. So, you know, they've been uh, certainly in the back half of the year. They've had a, had a really good, solid finish. But, look, we... Funnily enough, we played, we've played them only once a year most of the time for the last few years and, and normally down in Geelong. And, you know, we played them early in the year and lost by 10 points. We played them down there last year and we got robbed and lost by three points. And, you know, we played them up at the Gabba and won. So we, we match up pretty well against them. Um, it's obviously always different than even the last time we played them. You know, they had a few out and so did we. So the teams themselves are different. But, look, we... Um, you know, if we certainly if we turn up like and play like we did in the second half last week, you know we think our best footy is better as good as anybody. So, um, you know that'll be the the test for us is whether we can replicate that. And if we do, we'll, we're in it. You know we're in it up to our ears. So, but yeah, they're going to be hard to beat. They're they're a good team. I think they had five or six All Australians, and so yeah, that's a good challenge, but one we're up for. Just a final one before we let you go, Greg, because we know you're busy. We're hearing that you're uh, racehorse went round yesterday and unfortunately collected the wooden spoon. Yeah, he um, pound the rock. He's called. He's a stayer, so we're get, we're giving him an excuse. It was his first run. Um, he came out of the barriers last and stayed there, so um, <laughs> it wasn't uh, it wasn't the greatest debut. So, uh, he's with Kieran Maher. Actually, quite a few of the boys at the club have got a share in him, and um, yeah, it's fair to say we're a bit flat yesterday. <laughs> we thought he might. Might pass a few in the straight, but... Um, What's his uh, name again? Pound the Rock. Pound the Rock, okay. He's a half-brother to um, Johnny Get Angry, so, um, 
He's a stayer. Uh, is, uh, is Dennis Pagan in it as well? No, no, he's not. No, he's not. It's um, Kieran Maher and Dave Eustace bought it, and then there's a syndicate of us that we, we, we're the majority shareholders in it. But um, anyway, he's he can, he's only on, onwards and upwards from here. So yeah, it was um, wasn't the greatest debut, but anyway, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> the only way is up. <laughs> That's it. Well, they said it was a bit short for him, so we'll see how we go. Uh, Greg, look. Great story. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Congratulations on the job you're doing. Let's hope you're still alive this time next week because it'll be sensational to see the Lions uh, yeah, in action in a grand final. There's no hoodoo at the MCG anymore. No, nah, we fixed that last week. And, um, yeah, no, thanks for your, all your support too, boys. It's been uh, much appreciated. Good on you, Greg. Thank you for that. Thank you. Cheers. Bye.